Welcome to Family Business with Pradeep Sangha. I'm your host, and I'm also a family business owner and a family enterprise advisor. And this show is for anybody who is in a family business or a professional who works with family businesses and helps them succeed. So stay tuned and join us on this journey. Okay, so I'm super excited for today's conversation because this is a hot topic for guys um, and obviously women and, and relationships and marriage. Um, and interestingly enough, it is one of the highest search terms on YouTube, which I found uh, very interesting when it specifically around relationships. So today we have two amazing women here joining me. We have Anna Marie, who is a divorce and prenup lawyer. Uh, we've had some great conversations. And then Minnie Sharma, who is a very, very trained psychotherapist in the areas of couples, um, relationships. And so we're going to make this fun here today. And so our idea is really to talk about the five biggest mistakes that men make when it comes to talking about finances and in particular prenups. So it, it's a hot topic, as I mentioned. It's a touchy topic. So we're gonna we're gonna go through these five big mistakes here. And we're hoping that if you're tuning into this, whether it's through audio or through video, that you're gonna pick up on some of these challenges and hopefully give you some insight so you don't make these mistakes. So, ladies, welcome. Um, I appreciate you Thank joining. Thank you. Me. Thank you. <laughs> so, Anna Marie, I'm gonna throw it over to you. So, what is the first mistake? that men make when it comes to prenups or, or finances before marriage? Okay, this one is actually fairly common, which is a little bit of a surprise, but it's bringing up the idea or the notion of a prenup too late. And what do I mean by that? On the eve of your wedding, a week before your wedding, you decide to sort of drop this on your partner, um, fiance's lap. And it's um, surprisingly common. People don't realize um the impact and magnitude of of bringing this up so close to the wedding. Okay, so maybe you can let's let's give them an example. So what do you what do you think that would look like? Is it something that I should start, or do you think you should start this part? Oh, I'll start it, and I kind of like this idea of a bit of a reenactment on what this conversation might look like. Um, so, uh, being um, Pradeep, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll be um, taking the role of your fiance to be, sure. um, and let's just start the conversation. So, um, Pradeep, I'm really excited about the wedding tomorrow. The dress is in. Um, I talked to the caterer. There's a there's a lot of um, complications about the menu, but I think we've got it all sorted out. Um, I also talked to uh, Aunt Jane. She's okay with the seating arrangements. Um, you are going to have to do some. Uh, airport pickups because we do have some people coming in from out of town, but I think we've got it all under control. And I think it's going to be an amazing day tomorrow. So I'm really excited. Everything's coming into place and you and I are getting married tomorrow. Well, and I'm going to call you honey because I call my wife babe, but so I don't feel <laughs> awkward calling you honey. I can say, honey, um, that's awesome. I'm super excited. I just want to talk to you about something here because I think it's important to talk about, I know it's kind of awkward, but how do you feel about whether it's finances or, or you know, this concept of a prenup? Because I think maybe we should talk about this prior to actually getting married tomorrow. Um, I'm confused. You're talking about finances. Or are you talking about how we're going to pay for the wedding? 
Because I, I think we've kind of already sorted all of that through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, we have. But it's really what happens after the wedding. And I, okay, I guess... But Pradeep, <laughs> I have 10,000 things I'm trying to deal with right now. Um, I've got to make sure everything runs so smoothly tomorrow. How on earth could you be bringing this up right now? And a prenup? I, I haven't even turned my mind to the thought of that. I don't understand. Is this something your mother put you up to? Because this doesn't sound like you at all. So I'm going to stop um, you guys right there. Um, yeah, please do. Got a pretty good idea of how this is going to go down. Uh, let's be real, right? Like first marriages have quite a high rate of divorce, almost 50% in the 40s. Second, even higher in their 60s. And third marriage is even higher than that. So the reality is this is a discussion that needs to happen. The night before the wedding, not such a good idea. As you can see here, Anna Marie was pretty hurt. Um, Why would you bring that up before the happiest day of your life? So, you know, it kind of starts off the marriage on um, the wrong foot, right? So now there's a little bit of resentment happening, maybe on both of your parts, but definitely Anna Marie, you could see she was was shocked by it. Now you're entering this huge event that you, you know, are having the next day. And how are you feeling, right? How's Anna Marie feeling? She's feeling unsettled. She's feeling like, and the big word is trust, Right. He doesn't trust me. And then Pradeep's probably feeling, oh, shoot, what did I do? (laughs) Is she going to show up tomorrow? I don't know. So you're causing so much angst and you're starting off um, your marriage uh, on the wrong foot, right? So there's negativity, there's resentment, and it's very, very hurtful. So a big no-no, big, big no-no. And then we'll talk in the next few scenarios, other other mistakes and how you can kind of combat those. But yeah, don't do that. I've had. (laughs) I've seen it before. It's horrible. It's so sad. Okay. So the first big mistake is waiting till the last minute, right? Waiting till it's way too late. I even like, I'm not even going through this situation for real. And I felt like I could feel the, the, the tenseness in my body. And I was just like, how the heck do I, and I'm just making this up. (laughs) And so I could, I could sense how guys could be super awkward when it comes to that. Um, so thank you for that for that analysis uh, when it comes to, okay, let's just not do it too late. So Anna-Marie, what do you think is a second? What's the second biggest challenge or mistake that uh, men make? And I just wanted to add one point about um, the first mistake, which is there are also legal implications. So we don't want to do things too closely in time to the wedding because the, it can make the agreement actually not as um, ironclad as we like, because what happens is if it's ever challenged down the road, um, I could say that I was under duress signing it. That pretty made me sign this on the eve of my wedding and the whole agreement can be tossed out by a judge. So you don't want to do that. If we're going to do this, we want to do it properly and make sure that any agreement we do is going to withstand any scrutiny down the road. So I just throw that in from a, my lawyer's uh, perspective. That is awesome because I didn't even know that. So you're absolutely right. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, that's really interesting. So I think, mm-hmm. guys, if you're planning on doing this last minute, it may not even be legit in the first place. So that's a great, great point. Thank you. So what is... Um, what is and just sorry, one more point to give people... Um, just something to consider. It's okay that we can sign these agreements after the fact. So just because you weren't able or perhaps you waited too long, it's okay, guys. 
you still can get a prenup, but we're just going to do it after the fact. And we can give you lots of tips and tricks on how you do it after the marriage. It's just as binding. It's just as legal of a document. It's just done at a different time. So I throw that out there as well. Oh, wow. That's a that's an amazing point, because I think most guys and I didn't even know that 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 clock once, you know, once the priest right. or whoever says, yeah, you guys are married. That's it. You can't go back. Right. There's no turning back. It's 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 all or nothing. So thank you for bringing that up, because that's a very important point. I think that pressure really maybe adds to the tenseness of the conversation sure. as well. OK, so. Great, great point. So second, I've had many clients, many clients come back to me um, and we'll just say, okay, let's put a pause on this. You guys go on your honeymoon, get things sorted in the new house, et cetera. And then we will circle back and we will have these discussions and we'll put the agreement together after the fact. Okay. That is a golden nugget there for you guys. Mm -hmm. uh, A lot of people don't know that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what is the second biggest mistake? Okay. The second biggest mistake ties a little bit into the first mistake as well. And it's bringing it up to your partner at the wrong time. So think of uh, some scenarios. Like, let's say um, you and I are on a a summer holiday. We're enjoying some time maybe in Europe, Um, just (laughs) relaxing, having a great beach vacation. And all of a sudden, this is dropped in my lap. Yeah. So let's let's play that out. Um, So uh, yeah, I'll start off this time. Mm -hmm. So honey, how are you enjoying the vacation? Oh my gosh, this beach is amazing. The food has been incredible. Uh, the wine, the wine has been so good. Pretty like I, I, I'm pinching myself. This holiday has been so great for us. We've been able to um, disconnect. We've been able to recharge together. I, I just, I'm really so happy and grateful that we've been able to do this. So you're, you're in a good mood right now. An amazing mood. I mean, how could I not be with all this amazing food and the sunshine? Okay, great. Because I I wanted to talk to you about something, and I think maybe some women take this in the in the wrong way. But this, uh, how do you feel about a, a prenup? Because I've been thinking about this, and and a lot of my friends have prenups, and and it seems like it's a pretty standard thing. And I know there's some misconceptions about it, but maybe we can have a conversation about it now. Um- are you really bringing this up while I'm sitting on the beach enjoying my mimosa? Pretty. <laughs> I want to enjoy some downtime. Why, why are we talking about this right now? And what's bringing this up? Why, why are you all of a sudden bringing this up? Are, are you thinking of breaking up with me? Or are, are you leaving me? What, what is going on? No, actually, it's... it's, it's sorry. <laughs> It's- well, I was going to pause you guys because you guys can go, we can go on for a while. Discussion. <laughs> we know, I think everybody kind of knows where, where it's heading, but uh, you know, timing is everything people. It really, really is. And, and I know Perdeep, you might be thinking, you know, in this role play particular, like, you know, she's relaxed. She's got a few mimosas and wine in her, you know, she, you know, and she's a, she's a chill drunk. So it's all okay. <laughs> Um, but it doesn't exactly work that way because, yeah, she may not be, you know, um, fully uh, aware if she's been drinking. But, you know, timing, when you're out enjoying a holiday, you might feel like that's a, the right time to bring it up because you're you're both in a good place. There's no distractions. Um, however, you're kind of killing the mood there because this is a very sensitive topic, right? Um, and again, that word trust comes up. You don't trust me. You're taking me on a holiday, and now you're bringing this up. So it almost seems like maybe a little bit manipulative to the other person as well, right? So, you know, timing meaning like, uh, did you both have a good night's sleep? 
there's no substance in you guys. It's <laughs> uh, really important. You want to make sure you're fully aware of what's going on. Have you been fed? Right. You don't want to have a discussion when someone's hangry. That's not a good idea. So really kind of setting it up to, uh, and this, this is all about being emo- emotionally aware and emotionally mature, right? Is knowing when a good time is to discuss these really important discussions with your partner. And it doesn't even have to be about money. Anything in a relationship that's important, timing is key. Make sure you're fed, make sure you've had a good night's sleep, make sure there's no outside stressors. Your partner just came from the hospital because their elderly father fell. You don't want to be talking to them at that time, right? So yes, timing is everything. Vacation, probably not a good idea. Enjoy the vacation. <laughs> okay, so I got a question around that. So, you know, if, if we're not supposed to do it on vacation, when is the right time? Ah, good question. Because people will say there's never a right time. There's never a good time. Maybe not, but there's usually a better time. And that's what we want to look at, right? Is when you're in a good mood and you're relaxed, that's true. But when you're away in a foreign country where people might feel not in their um, in their safe place, right? You want to make sure it's a very safe conversation. It's got to come from a place of love and kindness and compassion. And when you're outside somewhere and not in your own element, that could feel a little bit uncomfortable. So not the best time. There usually is, you know, may not be the best time for anything, including divorce, to, you know, how to tell your kids or each other. But there's usually a better time. So it's really trying to figure that out and knowing your partner, right? Mm -hmm. From my perspective, um, I found it's been very successful for clients to tie it into their discussions about finances. So this is another tool in your financial toolkit. So what are our goals financially? Um, It's tied into uh, your financial planning. It's tied into those difficult conversations paying your taxes. Nobody wants to talk about that. Um, Getting your will in place. It's all part and parcel of that kind of a discussion. So I think if you reframe it um, as conversations about your joint financial goals, and a prenup is just one of the tools for you both to reach those goals, it takes on a completely different meaning uh, versus just sort of dropping it on your partner's lap in a bit of a vacuum of, I want a prenup. So, Anna-Marie, from your experience, what is the, you would say, minimum time that is required to actually have a proper prenup where both people have some time to think about it? And then it goes, obviously, through the process and and signing and everything. What is that period? What would you recommend? Would it be six months before they get married? Is it three months? Have you found a, a sweet spot? Six months is usually it. I can okay. sometimes I can do it um, within the six month window, but it's it it is very rare. Um, the funny part is that it really should almost be tied in with the engagement. So once you get engaged and you start your financial or your um, wedding planning, um, this is also a great time to sit down with your partner and have that discussion about financial goals. Because what I will tell you from just my own personal experience, uh, the couples who are not on the same page financially are the ones I see more often than not on divorce. It is the single biggest um indicator for me. And frankly, I can even tell when couples come to me with a prenup, whether they're on the same page financially or not, and the likelihood I'm going to see this couple, at least one of them on the divorce end in five years, it literally is that um, predictable. Now to give people hope, however, you can get on the same page financially if you're not currently. 
So there are lots of things you can do to, um, there's lots of supports, there's counseling, there's all sorts of things you can do to make sure you're on the same page. Uh, it's definitely something that is fixable, but you want to do that before you say, I do. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. And I'm going to just um, add to the number one reason couples fight is money. And it's not how much money, it's our relationship to money. And so going to counseling or, or seeing a therapist when you get engaged for maintenance, which I love, I think it's the best idea ever, um, is really important so you can get on the same page. And often one's a spender and one's a saver, they're often magnets, right? And that creates a lot of friction. So having those discussions and having someone kind of deal with even just the uh, how we're brought up, did you have immigrant parents, our mentality around money, those kinds of discussions um, can be really helpful in a therapeutic setting as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so really good points there. I think there's two things that stand out for me. Um, and one of them is because I come from the banking uh, sector when I was in the corporate world, one of the biggest when we took a look at people getting becoming bankrupt, that was the biggest challenge. Was uh, it's it's because of divorces. So mm-hmm. there's a, there's a correlation there as well, and I could see when these couples would come in, they were not on the same page when it came to the finances, and that's what led to not only their divorce but the bankruptcy of the two individuals. So I think talking about finances before is absolutely important. So let's let's jump into actually before we get into that. So someone, there might be a guy out there listening to this and saying, oh, shoot, I'm getting married in two months. Is it still okay to start the process at that time? Well, I think it's personally um, fact specific. So it depends. Have there been ongoing discussions about finances, financial goals, et cetera? Then probably it's okay to have this bring this up, but recognize they're not going to deal with it until after the wedding. Um, if there's never been any discussions about finances, etc., I, I think there needs to be a few more steps before the the prenup conversation um, is is commenced, because I, I think it's just it will be too overwhelming and frankly unfair to just drop that in in the partner's lap. Okay, great. So let's let's go into the third mistake or mistake number three. What would that be? I was, well, I was we kind of talked about it a little bit, so I'm I'm going to jump ahead on on this one. But for me, it's wasting that opportunity um, of of having the prenup as part of the discussion of your finances and your financial goal. So, like what we talked about, the prenup really is a tool in your toolbox. It's like purchasing life insurance. It's like um, uh, you know, putting together your will, your power of attorney, it's part of that whole process. And I think a lot of men waste the opportunity of adding the prenup into those financial um, discussions because they're scared. Got it. Um, so maybe we can play that out. Okay. So, um, Pradeep, uh, we're talking all about um, our financial goals today. Um, I'm really excited because I spoke with our financial planner. Um, He says that it looks like we are going to be able to purchase a home next year. Um, I also talked to him a little bit about my business and my business is doing pretty good. So it looks like uh, we're going to be able to invest a little bit more capital into my business. And I think I might actually be able to to start um, making some real money with you know, with my business that I'm running. Um, I also talked to the financial planner. He indicated that we do need to get our wills updated uh, or done, I guess. Um, So I have the name of someone we're going to meet about that. Uh, We're also going to need some insurance because he talked about that as well. Um, Yeah, I think think that's where we're at. 
Well, that, that's awesome, honey, because it sounds like you're on top of all these things. So I, <laughs> I appreciate you taking the lead on that and, and being so astute. Uh, one of the other things that I've heard just within this, and maybe we can talk to our financial planner, um, and because it might come in with the wills, is, is a prenup. Because I think that all kind of comes together when it comes to our financial goals. And obviously, you're, you're extremely successful in what you're doing. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, interesting you brought it up because my corporate lawyer mentioned something about that as well with my business. And she thought, you know what, it might not be a bad idea for you and Perdeep to have some discussions about, um, you know, the what ifs of life and not that we ever want to think like this, but I, you know, we're mature, responsible, successful adults. I, I think we have to have these what if conversations. Like what if it we do separate? I mean, I, I don't think it's ever going to happen, but what if we do? What happens to my business? And, you know, God, you know, what happens if one of us, you know, passes away sooner than we expected? So I think you're right. I, th I think we do need to sit down and figure out these what ifs. Well, ching ching, where do we sign? All right. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's what you do. This is what you do want to do. And that came up very kind of organically in the discussion because you were already talking about some financial issues, estate planning, your business planning. So that is a great time to at least even plant the seed. You may not want to have the full out conversation, you know, because there's a lot of things to discuss, but you've planted the seed. So, Pradeep, you did that very very well. And you asked a question. So this is a key for, for men. Um, it's a little tip is when you ask a question, instead of making a statement, it comes across as a much softer approach. So Pradeep, you said, so what do you think about that? That's very different than I think we should just get a prenup and we, we should really talk to a lawyer tomorrow. It's a very different energy. It's a huge tip. Ask the question. It's a softer approach. And, and it gives the other person, gives your partner some, oh, you know, they do care about how I feel and what I think about this. So big tip. Big tip. Good awesome. job. That, I mean, that, that, that one seemed a lot easier because you <laughs> on that. Too. And just on the receiving end of that conversation again, um, it felt better. Right. It felt like I was part of the conversation. It felt like we were actually making decisions together. And that made me feel safer. Mm, awesome. So we And it actually we... brings you together, right? It actually mm. creates a stronger relationship. And I just wanted to sorry quickly point out as well that um as a woman, let's say that's entering, because mostly men are watching this, entering this relationship. It's okay for for women to bring this up because listen, it's the reality. You're you're if you're coming into a marriage or a relationship where there's a lot of assets or a business or family business, it, it's a reality. You know what's there. So I like the fact that Anna Marie kind of said, actually, I was thinking about it too, or I was advised about it as well. So it's okay for the partner to alter approach and say, you know, maybe you're thinking about this, and I don't want to create any awkwardness, but let's just put it on the table and approach your partner. That that's cool too. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because we <laughs> I'm always putting my marketing hat on and, and something interesting just popped up because it's all about influence. It's almost like, you know, the ideal situation would be for your fiance to bring it up in some way. So I'm just thinking I, something funny just came into my mind, like having some kind of mail postcard come to her to saying, have you brought up a prenup with your husband or something? <laughs> just some some unconscious messaging so that she's either positioned to take it on more, you can say openly, or she actually brings it up herself. But I don't know if there's a service out there that does that. <laughs> but that, but uh, I'm sure that would be a lot idea. of money. <laughs> 
Okay, awesome. So let's go into mistake number four. What would that be? This one is a big one, actually. Um, and it's not explaining your whys. And what I mean by that is just um, saying, I, I want a prenup, or you know, my father told me I need to get a prenup, or my lawyer says I need to get a prenup, and not really explaining your personal whys. Um, and I think uh, once you know, the whys are explained to your partner, and there are a number of reasons, and, and none are bad, but it just again, reframes the conversation and changes it from one where you don't think I'm trustworthy or you think this relationship is doomed to fail to recognizing that you have certain values and beliefs and that there is a way that we can work together to ensure that we're both safe, secure in the very unlikely event of separation. Mm, That makes sense. So maybe we should play that one out. Sure. So that means you're up. (laughs) Yeah. So Okay, so I'm going to assume that we're six months out. We're talking about financial planning and it's part of the goals. And we've had that and say, well, honey, what do you think about getting a prenup? A prenup? Do you think this marriage isn't going to work? I, I, I don't understand. Pretty. I, I've got my own job. I, I'm good. I don't want your money. I'm not a gold digger. I'm not going to do any of that. You don't need to worry. We're good. I just, I'm really very, very, very surprised that you're bringing this up and you think this relationship's going to fail. It's not that I don't think it's going to fail. I, I just heard that it's a really good idea and that a lot of people are doing it. So I just thought maybe you, we should do it too. Like you, you heard this like on TikTok? Did someone <laughs> do like a TikTok video about prenups? I don't know. That's just not us. That's fine for those people. It's not for us. Look, if you're in this, you're in this with me. We're not going to be doing any type of of, uh, prenup or anything like that. We're in this together. I'm not a gold digger. I'm not coming after your money. You don't have to worry. Okay. So, (laughs) you know, my my response would be, I know you're not a gold digger. And I'd probably say something stupid again. So, Minnie, what do do you want to say? I'll save you. Yeah, save me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as we, you know, talked before about timing, how timing is everything. So it's the approach, right? Again, making sure that it's a better time, not necessarily the best time, but coming at it with kindness and compassion, right? So the idea is not, look, everything that's mine is mine and yours is yours. And, you know, and Anna-Marie can speak a little bit more to this in terms of negotiating the terms. You're actually saving yourself a lot of grief and you're setting yourself up for a discussion where both partners would feel protected, right? So, um, and please, you know, chime in, Anna-Marie, but you're negotiating if we were to separate or get divorced, you would be taken care of, the kids would be taken care of, or this this is what would happen. You've contributed as a stay-at-home mom, so the value of that is huge. So, you know, don't worry about that. And you're actually creating some security, um, which is kind of opposite of what people might think that a prenup is like, you know what, you're not getting anything. And that's not it at all, right, Anna-Marie? It's really a negotiation. You're going to save yourself so much grief and you're doing it when you actually love each other. <laughs> yes. when you're resentful yeah. and you hate each other and yeah. you're so angry. You're doing it when you love each other. So actually, sometimes, and again, Anna-Marie, you could speak to this, is you might actually, um, as the, the man, actually be very generous in the prenup, mm-hmm. more so than what family law, you know, mm-hmm. might entitle the woman to because you care about her and you know that she's going to be the mother of your children or whatever the case is, right? So it, it's the approach is really important. So another tip 
is to use eye-centered communication. And what does that mean? It means focus on yourself. So I would really like this. I would really appreciate this. Not you need to sign it because, you know, my dad said you should, because that's pointing fingers and you've lost the person. They're defensive, right? So come, the approach is really, really gentle um, and loving and kind. And don't worry, you're going to be taken care of. I know you're worried about that. I want to make sure that we're both, you know, feel, feel good about this. And, and then it's going to bring you guys closer together, right? The idea is to provide emotional security. So explain why. The reason I'm, I'm saying this is because, you know, my grandfather built this business generations ago. It's always been in the family. It's really important for my family to keep it in the business. But don't worry, you know, even if you don't, you know, have anything to do with the business, you're going to uh, be able to provide this asset to you or whatever the case is. I'm not going to get into the localities. <laughs> but again, you're you're creating a safe space. You're using eye-centered communication. You're coming at it from a very loving, kind, compassionate place and secure. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really good point. The agreements we're doing is not all or nothing. So it's not a matter of I keep everything, you get zero, you're destitute. I'm going to, to um, you know, hoard all of my money. That's not what this is about. This is about finding something that is fair and reasonable for this couple. Mm-hmm. Because the alternative is you you don't do this, and then you're stuck with the Family Law Act, the Family Law legal system, and everybody thinks the system is split 50-50. It's fair. It is not fair. Um, I've countless clients who are shocked at how the law actually divides their assets. So the idea here is we come up with an agreement that is fair for both people. Um, another interesting point is you will find most times, um, you know, when you explain your whys, you'll find that the other person is, of course, saying, well, of course, I'm not going to take your grandfather's cottage. I would never consider doing that. Um, And so you'd be surprised how much you're on the same page. Um, Another thing as well, a lot of my clients have sort of had this conversation too, which is they've witnessed their, their friends, their parents go through horrible, nasty divorces that have destroyed their kids, that have caused so much stress even putting the money aside. So um, the idea of even explaining, like, I don't want the two of us to go through this if we can avoid it. Like, I want to put something together that's fair and that we're both going to have certainty and in the very unlikely event that this, you know, that we separate. And so um, that's why the whys are so important. Mm, great points there. I, th- I, I took a, a lot out of that myself. So thank you. For, for that uh, information. So let's jump into mistake number five. What All right. That? This is probably the biggest mistake, actually. So we, we kind of saved the biggest one for last. And that's doing nothing. Hmm. Men being so afraid of having this difficult conversation. They don't know how to bring it up. They don't know what the reaction is going to be. Um, they don't want to disrupt how well the relationship is going by making this ask. So they do nothing apathy. Um, And then they cross their fingers and hope, hope this doesn't go, uh, hope they don't separate, but we already know 50% of of, um, marriages for the most part will end up in divorce and separation. Um, And it's higher at 70% for second marriages. Um, And we're just going to hope, we're going to hope our way through this and hope nothing happens. And then um, unfortunately, if it does happen, um, we're now in the legal system. That is not fair. Uh, it's going to result in, you know, a lot of financial uncertainty and frankly could have all been prevented. Hmm. Okay. 
So this is really interesting because working with many men, what I find is that men with even, let's just say, significant um, a level of confidence. So these are successful men. They've done very well for themselves. They have no issue with self-esteem or confidence or getting along with people um, and can hold their ground in the toughest situations. But they cower when it comes to their wife, their spouse, and they have a difficult time talking about conversations, not just money, but other things as well. So I'm so surprised. I'm I'm not surprised, but I was surprised when I would see these men just become, you know, go from the business setting of being, you can say these, these giants into being these tiny little men that feel almost, I'm going to say sheepish when it comes to talking to their wives. So I'm going to go over to you, Minnie. Um, <laughs> what do you see when it comes to not just prenups, but some of these tough conversations when it comes to maybe even divorce or separation or or let's just say finances is that is that very common is that something you see as well oh yes all all the time because you know um and it often comes from a place of fear right the fear of being abandoned the fear of losing this relationship the fear of conflict people are, oh, just don't want to rock the boat but what ends up happening is we often think that that's probably a better idea is I don't want to rock the boat. Let's just see it was an emergency. Let's just hope and pray that things work out. But then what happens is when you don't speak up, resentment gets created over time. And when you feel resentment towards your partner, it can come out and manifest in many really negative ways, often passive aggressive. So you know, ask for comments that are kind of rude or mean or, oh, God, another purse. Like, didn't you just get one yesterday? Um, but really what you want to say is like, you know, you value the money more than us or, you know, like you're going to like deplete us with your credit card bills. And, you know, I should have talked to you about this before, but I didn't. And you're angry at yourself. And guess what those dynamics are in that in that relationship or that marriage? It's not going to be healthy. Mm-hmm. But if you want a healthy marriage or relationship, it's a learned skill. It's a learned skill for sure. And this is where, you know, going to a therapist just for maintenance, not even when there's Mm -hmm. a problem is to learn those communication tools. Nobody teaches us this, right? If we think about our parents, uh, most of us haven't had the best examples, right? And trust me, Hollywood doesn't help us. So learning those skills and tools of how to approach and have conversations and um, actually listening, that's the biggest part of communication. We have two ears and one mouth. We're not very good at listening. Um, So, you know, going to therapists to actually uh, doing some premarital counseling is huge. I think it really is going to help the discussion on the money and the financial agreements and estate planning and everything, right? Anything that comes up. Yeah, you want to make it healthy. I, I can tell you on on my end, the calls that I get, and it's inevitably every single one of um, my male clients who fall within this category, they'll say to me, but I'm in love, but I'm in love. Um, I recognize, yes, you're in love, but I don't think it has to be mutually exclusive with getting a prenup. I think you can be in love and also do a prenup. And I don't think one necessarily means that you can't have the other. Um, And exactly like Minnie said, the most successful relationships have communication where it's open and you're talking about your goals, including your financial goals. So um, using the, I'm going to call it an excuse that I'm in love not to get a prenup it's just not good enough. It's not good enough in, in, you know, the grand scheme of things, but it's very common. And, you know, can I also say that um, 
having a discussion about an agreement prior to getting married, a prenuptial agreement, can be actually one of the most loving things you can do. Because what you're doing is saying, I'm going to make sure you're okay now, right? We're not going to fight about it later and hate each other and have our kids. I'm going to make sure that we both come to an agreement that we're both okay with. If God forbid something happens and our marriage doesn't succeed. So it can come from a very loving, kind place and be probably maybe one of the best things you could do for your marriage and for your partner. Because now your partner's in the marriage going, you know, gosh, if it's we, you know, you hear things, I'm going to get a shark and I'm going to take him to the mm-hmm. And I'm going to, you know, who wants to be in that energy when you're without fear, you're in fear, but because you're secure and you've signed this and you know, God forbid, if something happens, we're all going to be okay. You actually can actually, you know, focus on the marriage and enjoying it instead of the what ifs, right? So it can be very loving. It doesn't have to be this, you know, I think sometimes that we have this notion that, you know, the prenups, like, like divorce papers, like here's prenup, sign it, you know, and it's <laughs> like that at all, right? It's, it can be very loving. Okay, awesome. I got a ton of value from this conversation. And something else that you just you just talked about there, uh, Minnie, was having this conversation perhaps um, with a professional present mm. so that some of these conversations can be more neutral and guided. And it's just easier to have those conversations. And so maybe, yeah. And, and you said something else too, because you said perhaps it's, it's a good idea for them to just have these sessions regardless right couples should be on the same page and I, I i agree with you because there's a number of things we talked about most men and i'm just going to say couples in general just from our research and experience don't even talk about things like values how they want to mm-hmm. raise their children right. where do they want to mm-hmm. live finances it's all great before but they haven't talked about that long-term plan or what that looks like and i think there's a lot of assumptions that are made there and so I'm a firm believer that it's a great idea to actually do that kind of work before and having a professional there to kind of guide and mediate and maybe be maybe a referee at times as well might be a good idea. Well, that's what premarital counseling is. It's bringing up those difficult issues, right, that you wouldn't normally talk about. It doesn't come up like in-laws, right? Are, are, how are you going to take care of elderly parents? Is there, is there a cultural aspect to it? Yeah, well, you know, do we want to put our kids in Catholic school or public school or private school? All these discussions that you wouldn't think we'll we'll deal with it when it comes, right? Because that's that's human nature. You know, what happens? Well, we're, we'll. But premarital counseling sets you up for success. It doesn't mean it's guaranteed success, but definitely sets you up for success because the tools in communication are what's important, not the actual topics, if that makes sense, right? How do you bring it up? How do you hear each other? How do you negotiate? How do you solve a problem in a healthy way? Okay, so I want to thank both of you for for sharing such wisdom here today because I know people will watch this and they'll be like, okay, they've they've taken some value from this. So for those individuals who might be interested in either getting some kind of couples therapy or or counseling or however we want to word that or have a conversation around prenups, um, and maybe let's just say, hopefully not divorce, but let's say prenups. <laughs> um, Anna Marie, where can people go? Where's what's your website that that uh, people can go to, to get more information? We're at mlawgroup.ca, so you can go on our website, and we have a lot of articles and, and things like that about some of the things we've seen come up with uh, clients, and, and just offer some information. And of course, anyone can give me a call, and I'm happy to do a, a preliminary call just to give them some more. Um, feedback and and suggestions on some options that might work for um, clients going forward. 
Okay, great. And Minnie, how about yourself? Where can people find you? Yeah, so you can Google my name or my uh, website is guidingjourneys with an S.ca. Um, and you can find my information there, my phone number, email. You can even text me um, and I'll respond to that within usually 48 hours. And I, I also offer a free consultation. So if you have any questions about the process um, uh, and what that might look like or just getting to know me, um, you can definitely contact me and we'll make some time to do that for sure. Great. Thank you so much. And I'm interested. I think we're going to do another one of these, but focused around if it's technically called a post nup. But mm -hmm. how to bring up these conversations or maybe some of the challenges that happen where you're already married, you're already in a relationship and you haven't had it or you don't have a prenup. How do you bring that up? How do you deal with that? So stay tuned for that because I think that one will be even more value for the individuals tuning in here because most of the gentlemen mm -hmm. that do watch this are married. They most likely mm -hmm. have kids as well. So they're in a different stage. Thank, Thank you, you so ladies. much. Yeah, Thank totally, you. Definitely that was appreciate fun. it. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Family Business with Pradeep Sangha. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, like, and share this episode with your network.